Welcome to the Car Project Podcast, where we equip you to understand and study the Bible and find joy along the way. We're so glad you're here. We're back with the Car Project. I'm Heather. I'm Sarah. And we're on day eight of our 12-day journey through the Christmas story. We're doing bite-sized podcasts that coincide with our Hope Have Come cards that you can download directly from our website that's walking through the Christmas story. Our hope is that you can study the Christmas story on your own or with your family and get engaged to understand the reason for the season. This day we are focused on, and day eight is focused on the Bethlehem, uh, the city of Bethlehem, if I remember Mm -hmm. correctly. Sarah, where are we going to go from here? Well, because we're focusing on Bethlehem, I thought out of the the Car Bible Study Guide here, we are trying to highlight one question. And the question that we're going to highlight today is is really a history question, and it's where. Mm. It's like, where do these events take place? And how does the Bible describe them? And, and for today, really, why is Bethlehem significant? Well, because there's a Christmas story that goes along, or a Christmas song, isn't it? Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Heather's, of course, always going to sing on uh, right. on camera. But but it also goes on to say, but for Christ is born to Mary and gathered all above, you know, it's it's a beautiful Christmas carol that really is focusing on this little town uh, mm-hmm. in Bethlehem where Jesus was born. No, you're right. And because of that carol, even people maybe who aren't as familiar with the Christmas story in the Bible, like we've heard of Bethlehem. Yeah, we have. You know, why why is why is it so important? Mm-hmm. Why do we hear about it around Christmas time? Yeah. So that's what we want to look at today. Um, mainly the answer to that is is it was known that the Messiah, the promised Messiah, would be born in Bethlehem. And we see this when we read the story of the wise men, actually, Mm -hmm. which we will get to on day 12. But the wise men who come to Jerusalem and they asked, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? And the Jewish chief priests and scribes, they knew the answer. And in Matthew 2, 5 through 6, it says, in Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. You know, it's interesting because my, my study Bible notes actually in the in cross-references mm-hmm. point to the fact that this is quoting a prophet Micah in Micah 5, verse 2. So it's obviously that they're hearkening to where yeah. they're pulling it from. They knew that the, the, the Messiah was going to be born in Bethlehem. Absolutely. So, okay, so Mary's going to give birth in Bethlehem. This we where we learned, but there's just one problem. She actually isn't in Bethlehem right now. She's late in her pregnancy, but she's not in Bethlehem. She's actually in Nazareth in Galilee, some 90 miles north of Bethlehem. So how does that play out then? How does she end up getting to Bethlehem, uh, you know, and giving birth there? Right. Well, we actually, we find the answer to that in today's story. So we pick back up. We're going to be in Luke now. Today's reading is in Luke 2, 1 through 7. And I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. And it says, at that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph, this is Mary's fiance, Joseph, was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. 
So Augustus initiates this census for the purpose of taxation and, and military services. Uh, but um, at the time, at this time, it kind of the census had been kind of done irregularly, mm-hmm. but Augustus actually revives them during his reign. And by AD 6, a wide-scale census was taken every 14 years. So during a census, generally only the head of household was required to return to uh, the town of his ancestral roots. Uh, and Joseph was a descendant of David. So Joseph, again, Mary's fiance, he was a descendant of David. David. So Joseph returned to Bethlehem where King David grew up. And this is why Bethlehem is often also referred to as the city of David. Well, you, you mentioned that generally only the head of households were the ones that would return to their ancestral mm-hmm. town. So why did Joseph take Mary along with, you know, it, at this point, they weren't even married. So and I think they were like still engaged. What was the purpose or reason behind him wanting to bring Mary to? Isn't that an interesting question? Uh-huh. It's, it's one that I don't know that I had really put much thought to before. And, and honestly, there's not really, we don't know. We don't really know the answer. Yeah, the There's, Bible doesn't necessarily articulate the yeah, reasons behind it. There's some speculation and a couple of different thoughts here. Perhaps Joseph didn't want to leave Mary this late in her pregnancy, and, and perhaps Mary didn't have great support back at home, mm-hmm. you know, from her family and friends, because she's this unwed, you know, pregnant woman. And at that time, she might have received some rejection. So perhaps Joseph just doesn't want to leave her behind. Um, also, it, it kind of makes me wonder if if Joseph knew that the Messiah was prophesied to be born in Bethlehem, and that's why he took Mary with him. But even if that were the case, even if Joseph does know this, I mean, the scribes and the Pharisees know this, it's pretty well known, so maybe Joseph knows this, but do Mary and Joseph actually understand that the the child that Mary is carrying is the promised Messiah? Can they actually grasp the magnitude of what is happening at this Mm -hmm. moment? I really wonder. Yeah. No, it's it's a fair point. Right? So either way, God uses this pagan emperor's decree to get them to Bethlehem, the very town their child was prophesied to be born in. You know, so if so if we were to go back to the Karg Bible study guide, the question that you originally asked mm-hmm. from our history section about where does this narrative take place? Where was it written? What can we learn about the town and travel? The location listed in the Bible, we can often overlook. I'm, I mean, no, mm-hmm. no offense to some of the locations, but it's like, okay, he was in the town of such and such, and right. why do I, you know, you get to skim over and, and move up, move along, and some of the details. Yeah. But in this case, knowing the where is kind of important and really mm-hmm. does make a huge difference mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. Number one, the fact that Jesus's birth f- uh, fulfills prophecy of where he was going to be born helps the Jewish people know that he was the promised savior. This is him. That's huge. That's huge all on its own. It is. But then you add in that the story itself comes pretty much to life, like a lot more, at least, you know, I mean, I've been pregnant before. I know how hard it is to just sometimes even like walk in the mall, let alone the fact that you have a pregnant young woman Mm -hmm. that has to make a 90 mile trek across the desert in order to give birth to her firstborn Mm -hmm. son. And not only that, but she does it in a cave. Like it just, the location of where these things took place brings it to life a lot more. Right. And and the question we ask on this day is actually, it's one of my favorite questions Mm -hmm. I think that we ask in these. And it's, do you believe that obedience to God should result in a comfortable life. Mm. How does Joseph and Mary's journey tell you God has a purpose even when things are inconvenient or uncomfortable? Yeah. Right? Like I I think I think I we do fall into that trap. Mm. Like and if I was Mary, I can't help but wonder <laughs> that I would not be it would be hard pressed not to focus on, you know, this 90-mile trek, mm-hmm. right? Like this probably three-day journey or even longer, um, that she had to give birth in a cave, which was meant to shelter livestock because there's no room for her anywhere else. Or even the fact that she's laying her baby, this promised, you know, child 
in a manger, yeah. which was a, like for, a trough. yeah, it was a trough for animals. Mm-hmm. And and so when I think when we when we focus on some of those hardships, or you you, you know you receive a, a promise, you believe you receive a promise from God, and you're like, wait a minute. Wasn't it all supposed to come out a little bit smoother than this? Oh yeah, but you know, but God doesn't make promises that are that were supposed to be comfortable. In fact, the, the Bible yeah. doesn't promise comfort at all on this side of heaven. Jesus talks about how we're gonna, you know, that life isn't gonna mm-hmm. be easy if you're a follower of His. God was never that was never the intent to say you're gonna be comfortable. Yeah, and I think we need to remember that because yeah. we can fall into that trap so easily. That gosh, I am I'm obedient. I'm mm-hmm. a good Christian. I'm I'm whatever, you know, and. And yet, why is my life not turning out more comfortably, easier, uh, whatever? Well, and the mother of the Messiah wasn't comfortable. If the mother of the Messiah wasn't comfortable, why do we believe that we should have Uh, anything more comfortable? And Luke is really, the author, again, Luke here is really emphasizing the humble beginnings of the Savior. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to finish with this quote from the, um, the New Living Bible. It's a New Living Translation. It's a life application Bible. And I just, I loved, I loved what they said here. So I wanted to just quote it. He says, sometimes we think to ourselves, I'm being obedient. So why aren't things going better? We face discomfort or inconvenience and immediately think either that we have misread God's will or that God has made a mistake. But watch this quiet couple as they head toward Bethlehem. God did not soften Joseph's bumpy road, but strengthened him. God did not provide a luxurious inn for Joseph and Mary, but brought his son into the world in a humble surroundings. When we do God's will, we are not guaranteed comfort and convenience, but we are promised that everything, even discomfort and inconvenience, has meaning in God's plan. Oh, that's so beautiful, Sarah. I Thank you for bringing this story to life, not only about the location and how important the location can mm-hmm. be in understanding the Christmas story, but also what a great challenge to think about that a comfortable life doesn't mean that we're outside, or an uncomfortable life means we're outside the will of God or that, yeah. that, that that's not connected. The fact that there is meaning in God's plan and in, in, our, in our life, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what our circumstances look like, is a, a theme we see throughout the Bible, but one that absolutely is ampl- emphasized right. in the story. So I appreciate you taking us through the story of Bethlehem. If you are um, wanting to engage in the Christmas story alongside with us, make sure you download the Hope Have Come cards that are available on our website. And then stay tuned as we join join us for uh, day nine as we continue in our journey of the Christmas story. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening. To learn more about The Car Project, visit us at thecarproject.com. This podcast is listener supported. So if you'd like to support, head on over to our website and click Give. Give.